Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hope all is well uh, with everyone and welcome to uh, Mic'd Up Season 2, Episode 2, um, live from the Mecca Islamic Center, um, Saturdays at 6 o'clock, but we, we started at 5 today. Um, and uh, we have a great episode uh, in store for everyone. Before we get into all of that, um, this episode is uh, a highly fragile situation that's happening not only in the world, but happening here in our, in our homeland of Toronto, Scarborough, um, also Ontario and Canada. So we only found it fit to bring those who are in their, in the, in their seats at uh, Parliament Hill in Ottawa um, to speak about the uprising of hate crime here in our, in our homeland. So before we get into that, as we always do, we're live on Facebook and uh, YouTube at MikeTop416. Um, please make sure that you subscribe, hit the, hit the bell icon, and continue to share these videos um, as we're going to be speaking with um, two honorable sisters from the community who represent us in, uh, in Parliament. Um, so we're going to be discussing uh, some important facts about that. So we want to make sure that we build the awareness so we can build bridges in the community and spread awareness throughout not only our congregation, but those who uh, feel the same pain that we do and want to make a change. Um, so like, like this month, uh, we have a sponsor, a great sponsor, uh, Naseeb Transportation, who has uh, sponsored the month of June. You're seeing it on your screen now. Um, brothers Shakir and Samir Patel uh, from Naseeb Transportation, uh, located in Mississauga. The information's on your screen now. Office number is 905-901-2223, or you can call them directly on their cell phone, 647-993-6786 for all of your transport needs so jazakallah to brother shakir and samir patel from naseeb transportation for their generosity as always with me i have uh, brother mohsen patel um rightfully so when we're dealing with the community and everything involved in the community whether it's just volunteer work whether it's charity work or when it's something like this we only found it fit to bring brother mohsen to the platform um who is a community activist, helps out in the community, volunteers with uh, different organizations as well, but also helping the Sufi Council of Toronto as well as Mecca Islam Center. So I want to welcome them. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Brother Umar Qadri, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Thank you very much, Mohsen Bhai, for coming and uh, attending as always. And uh, thank you for all your hard work um, amongst the community. It's highly recognizable. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you so much uh, for uh, giving this opportunity because uh, this was a much needed topic, what's going on right now in our community. So uh, 100%, it's a better opportunity to talk on behalf of my community, our community, so we can address to the questions to our local member of parliament who we select them and send them to uh, Ottawa. So we can ask them questions, we can address them, and we hear, can hear from them what are their thoughts on this topic. Absolutely, absolutely. So without further ado, we have a honorable member of parliament, uh, sister of ours, uh, Baji Salma Zahid, uh, member of parliament. Assalamu alaikum and welcome, uh, Baji, once again to our platform. Thank you very much for, for coming. 
Walaikum assalam. Uh, thanks a lot for hosting this event, uh, providing a platform so that uh, our viewers can hear uh, from the elected representatives. We can talk of the issues which are on the mind of the community right now. Absolutely. And uh, I do want to say to the viewers, for those who don't know, uh, our MP, um, Mrs. Salma Zahid, very involved in the community, uh, someone who is uh, always on the forefront, not only when something has gone wrong, um, in this case, but also um, trying to do her best to prevent things from happening and involving community and building bridges. And she's helped out uh, tremendously throughout the years, and that's why she's in a position of, uh, of authority representing uh, Scarborough as well. So I just want to make sure I put that out there. Um, when the issues arised um, about the London terror attack, uh, Islamophobia, hate crimes, um, even so, in regards to what's happening overseas, um, our member of parliament proudly um, supported what has been happening and is a voice for the community. And I want to commend you and salute you for, for doing that. And we only found it fit to bring yourself on this platform. So thank you. But on behalf of our community, uh, we want to thank you for uh, being a voice for us. Thanks a lot. Um it's an honor uh, and uh, to be the voice of the community in Ottawa. It is really very important that um, we have a diverse representation in Ottawa. Absolutely. So that people from our community see themselves being represented there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Baji, I know you're on a tight schedule and we were a little bit behind, so we apologize for that. Uh, but we're going to jump right uh, into it. Um, with uh, the uprising of hate crime, as we see, especially in Scarborough, Toronto, the GTA, and sadly enough, uh, all the way up to London, Ontario, um, there has been an uprising of hate, discrimination, racism, and it's plaguing our communities where people are kind of listening to social media and, and forming an opinion on what is happening. Um, so we do have some questions for you. Uh, that uh, I think is, is good for the public for general awareness. So I'm going to get right into that um, with my first question is the uprising of this, of this hate, um, these hate crimes, why is that happening? Why do you think, in your opinion, are the causes of these hate crimes? Uh, first of all, um, before we begin uh, the discussion on this topic of Islamophobia, I would like to express uh, my condolences uh, to the Afzal family. Recent few weeks have been very difficult for all Canadians, uh, thus, but especially for the Muslim community. Um, on June 6th, uh, we lost um, four innocent lives uh, to an act of terrorism, which was totally motivated by hate. And uh, we are all thinking of our son, brother, friend, uh, the nine-year-old sole survivor of that family, Fayaz. Uh, it was very moving uh, funeral we had last weekend uh, in London. Um, since this incident, I had the opportunity to be there twice, once for the vigil and then one for the funeral. It was really very sad to see those four coffins wrapped in Canadian flag, but at the same time, I felt good that communities of all faiths came together to mourn that loss 
Islamophobia. We are very lucky, first of all, that we live in a country where diversity is one of the biggest strengths and uh, where there are equal opportunities for everyone. The Charter of Rights and Freedom underlines uh, what it means to be a Canadian. And for me, even before I came to Canada, Charter of Rights and Freedom has been something which I always envied here in Canada. Be me, uh, myself, uh, being elected as Member of Parliament in 16 years from coming to Canada speaks of what opportunities are available. So, but at the same time, we all have to recognize uh, myself as an elected representative. We cannot turn our back. Islamophobia exists here in Canada. And the incidents like this remind us that Islamophobia exists. Hate exists. Although it is within a small minority of people, but uh, incidents like this remind us still uh, the shooting at the Quebec mosque where we lost six innocent people is still fresh in our minds Absolutely. from 2017. And uh, since then, we have been working on many things to make sure that we can combat Islamophobia. Uh, we have come a long way, but still there is a lot more work to be done. And uh, I assure the community that as the elected representatives, I will continue working to make sure that we combat Islamophobia and all forms of hate. Very good. Very good. And, uh, and I think it's, it's important to highlight uh, what uh, Salma Zahid has been saying in regards to that this is, this is an attack on, on Islam and, and, and it's driven by hate. And uh, as soon as it happened, um, she she posted on Facebook a letter, and uh, and 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 represented the community in saying this is not okay. I do not stand with this. Which leads me to my next question: um, Your response to those who have the ideology from the London attack. So your response to to someone who's probably watching this. Uh, because you spoke out, because we're speaking out that this is not okay. Your response to, to, to the London attack in terms of the hate crime and terrorism, like you mentioned, to those people that probably have the same ideology as, as, those, uh, as that Nathaniel Veltman. See, uh, it's very sad that a 20-year-old heart is filled with so much hate that those uh, five people who were going out for a walk in their neighborhood, in their traditional dresses, were not able to make home just because of that hate which was filled in that 20-year-old. So it is really very important that we create awareness among our community members, we create awareness among the broader Canadian community, and try to learn about each other. Right. That is really very important. Uh, as Canadians, people from different parts of the world have come to live here. Yes. My neighbors are from different parts of the world. I think it is important that we learn about our neighbors. What I have seen in the last five and a half years, almost close to six years as uh, an elected representative of Scarborough Centre, that people came here for a better future for their kids. Absolutely. And everyone is struggling hard towards that. And I think those things which divide us are less than what it bind us together. Wow. And that is build a more inclusive Canada. Beautiful. So I think it is really very important to get rid of hate, to learn about each other, 
and um, um, Brother Mohsen has been part of some of my events, which I have hosted as Scarborough Center Multi-Faith Council. Uh, since 2016, in my riding of Scarborough Center, I have brought uh, religious leaders from different faiths and religions together under one umbrella, which is called as Scarborough Center Multi-Faith Council. And under that, we host different events. Uh, first time when we hosted uh, Thanksgiving dinner at uh, Scar Scarborough Muslim Association, for many pastors, it was first time coming to a mosque. Wow. And when Brother Saleh, Allah bless his soul, um, it's a big loss for the whole community, I'm especially sorry. for the Scarborough Muslim community. And still, I cannot overcome how sudden his death was. And uh, we are all um, mourning his uh, death. Uh, he gave a tour to the Scarborough Center Multi Faith Council of SMA and showed them all parts of the mosque, what we do here. So I think the, this is the type of the things we need to do. We right. need to come together to learn about each other. Right. True. Right. Very well said. Brother Mohsen, I know, uh, has some questions as well. Yes, please. Uh, Salma, as Salma was mentioning that 100% uh, I've been volunteering. I'm going in the Salma Zahid event. And uh, recently, after the topic, what we are talking right now, uh, Salma Zahid had organized uh, walk for the solidarity of the people what happened in London, Ontario and uh, we walk freely uh, Salma, Zahid and uh, SMA they both organize and we are leading and we have walked freely and that's what it is this Canada is Canada is a multicultural country nobody should fear to be walking on the street that's why we all came out together in hundreds and we walk on the street of the Scarborough or the London attack. So I really appreciate it, Salma Zahid, uh, what you're doing for our community. But uh, to bring you on this platform is that uh, after the incident happened in London, Ontario, so many questions had arise, so many phone calls, emails we were getting as a community leaders, as an organization of Makkah Islamic Center. So um, just um, uh, one of the many questions that was arise that um, I will ask you a few, and then we'll pass it on again to Brother Umar Kadri that you are in the member of parliament you are in the seat there so what is our government what is the liberal government is doing to mitigate this hate crime so what are we going to do now because these attacks are happening and it's unstoppable after the london attack again something happened uh, in the mosque right in the scarborough uh, close to my house um, the two uh, male and female went down and threat to the people who were inside and uh, as you know, there's uh, one more incident in uh, Kingston, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, happened. So the hate crime is raising. So what are we doing? What's your, uh, what our government is doing for that uh, so we can st stop this hate crime? Okay, so I'll give, uh, it's a very good question. And uh, the walk which you have referenced, I think it was a great way to bring the community together. True. Um, we saw people from uh, different faiths uh, joined us there. Uh, yep. We had a pastor, uh, Father Greg Carpenter yep. from St. Jude's Anglican Church. Uh, he talked about uh, how to bring communities together um, at uh, Scarborough Muslim Association. Yep. So I, that was to show support and solidarity to the Abzal family because this incident has hit very close to me. I am a Muslim woman, Canadian of Pakistani origin, came to Canada as an immigrant, and I walk in my neighborhoods every day in a hijab, in a traditional shalwar kameez. So 
the first thing which I said to myself after hearing this news about the Afzal family was that it could have been four of us because we as a family go there. My boys also love to wear a shalwar kurta and that's like a normal thing uh, for them. But uh, events like this create a fear in all of our minds. And uh, as elected representatives, as members of the government, we have taken many steps to combat Islamophobia. Back in 2017, uh, one of my colleagues, Ikra Khaled, brought motion one of uh, three. Yep. Uh, asked the government to study the causes, the root causes of Islamophobia and what we can do to fight uh, uh, Islamophobia and all forms of uh, hate. That passed in the House of Commons, but it is sad that over 90 MPs from the Conservative Party voted against that motion. Wow. So since then, uh, we have increased funding to the, uh, it is called as uh, SIP funding, which provides uh, funding to religious places to install cameras and other security measures. Uh, three of the mosques in our riding have got that funding in the last few years. Just uh, this week, uh, Huzaifa Masjids received funding, and previously, Skarbu Muslim Association and Al Huda Islamic Center, they received funding under the SIP program. We have increased funding for that. We have created anti-racism uh, secretariat, and we have invested since 2017, we invested 23 million, and then like 2021 budget also calls for an increased investment to fight anti-racism uh, and all forms of hate. Uh, funding is provided for celebration of different events right. so that people come together and learn about each other. But now, going forward, um, the call of the National Council of Canadian Muslim and the grassroots organizations was for the federal government to host a national summit on Islamophobia. Uh, and I am proud to say that I advocated for that and the government has committed that we will host um, sometimes next month a national summit on Islamophobia where uh, representatives from all levels of governments will be invited, civil society will be invited and discussion will happen what we need to do so that we can combat Islamophobia. Because recent few weeks, uh, especially since after the London attack, uh, a Somalian woman in hijab was assaulted in Edmonton. Yep. Uh, one of the mosques in Edmonton, uh, graffiti was there. Then we had uh, two people entering uh, IIT mosque right here in our uh, community of Scarborough. We had an incident in Kingston. So there have been a few of those incidents. So it is really very important that we develop strategies to do that. And one big thing, I think, which is giving rise to a lot of uh, hate is through online social media. Perfect. Well, that is really very important that we bring stronger legislation in regards to online hate. And all those platforms should be controlled more. The government is working on a stronger legislation. And I assure you that it will be coming very soon because online hate is a cause to many of these incidents which we see in our Absolutely. community. I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you mentioned that because I think censorship, uh, especially here in Canada, 
uh, via online uh, needs to be a little bit more stricter. Um, especially because, you know, that uh, as soon as the London attack, you know, it was heartbreaking. But it fills anger within ourselves as well. There was a gentleman who lives in Georgetown who had some hijabi sisters walking and a car was going by and he made a funny video. Well, he thought it was funny. Uh, he said, oh, oh, look, where is uh, Nathaniel Veltman when you need him? And the truck was going by and he said, oh, truck, pull back. And I don't want to give exposure to him, but things like that, how that I think uh, we need to ensure that that censorship, something like that, that is not funny, especially because of what had happened. We lost four, four members of our community to something like that. And to joke about it shows that they'd not, they're not people like them are not taking it seriously, um, which it needs to be punishable um, in our criminal code of conduct. Um, but I think I like your point. But censorship, I think, is very important amongst the, the government that you should be flagging these things. I think the social media, this uh, online hate has to be stopped. And uh, the government is working on uh, Minister Bill Blair, uh, the member of parliament for uh, Scarborough Southwest, is uh, working alongside the uh, Minister for Justice uh, to bring stronger legislation. Absolutely. Uh, that is really very important. And the government has committed to bring stronger legislation awesome. for this online awesome. social media. Awesome. Brother Mohsen. So uh, thank you for answering that uh, question, uh, Salma Zahid. And uh, same um, on the same topic um, when we were talking about, about the government. So I would like to ask you that uh, what is the government going to do to fight Islamophobia? Can it to be put on our constitution or punished by law? Because, you know, after one after another, the incident is keep happening. Can we put something in return or, or like we have a, some law or a code of conduct that they should not repent? They should be fear if you do something that they do act like this. They should be scared of doing something like this. Uh, see, we have seen that uh, uh, those, uh, the person who attacked uh, the Afzal family, uh, the charges of terrorism has been laid on him. Good. So I think that's the right step in a right way. That was really very important that uh, it was uh, the terrorism charges on that person was uh, were there. So I think some, when some incident happens like this, it is really very important that justice is provided. And in this case, it is important for us as a government to make sure, uh, I will work with all levels of government to make sure that we provide justice to Abzal family and especially to Fayaz, the nine-year-old, uh, who we are lucky that he is now doing better and has come home from the hospital, so that tomorrow we can look into his eyes and say that, yes, we did our best, whatever we could do in our, and whatever we had in our toolbox, we did that and justice was provided. So I think if incidents like this happened, it is really very important that uh, police lays proper charges on people spreading this hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Salma Zahid, um, after uh, going through all these questions, um, we have sent out uh, the message as well that uh, we're going to be uh, live with the uh, Member of Parliament. If you, anybody has any concern, any questions, you can ask live. So, one question that uh, came out, I'll just, it's a common question, like we know the answer, but I think they want to hear from you that uh, after this attack, 
if I am walking with my family and something happened, if somebody's assaulting or harassing or uh, passing a racist little comment, whom to contact, what is my safety, whom to call and uh, what they should do in that uh, scenario? Uh, I think uh, we need to assure all the families that safety of all Canadians is really very important and the government uh, will do its best to make sure that uh, everyone feels safe. Uh, my message to all those uh, women uh, who are feeling scared to walk in their hijab, my message is that you should not be fearful. True. It is important that you report. If you uh, come through some incident of hate or someone says something to you, many times our people don't come in the front to report those. But it is really very important that we report those incidents so that police can take due action on that. Uh, no family should be scared to walk in their neighborhoods. Uh, no woman should be scared to drop their hijab-wearing girls to a school. Or, and no young woman should be scared to take a TTC wearing a hijab. We are very lucky we live in Canada. I know these incidents do happen and uh, create a lot of fear in our minds. But uh, anything happens, please call 911 immediately. Call, uh, talk to the police, tell them. And if you can take a now, everyone has uh, uh, phones where they can take a picture or a video or something of a car, take their car plate number and report it to the police. It is really very important that the government has the appropriate data so that we know and uh, if these events are incidents are report, reported properly the government will have better tools to take action on that very good related um, uh, crimes should be reported absolutely. and uh, the government is collecting this data to make sure that uh, we allocate uh, proper resources to that absolutely i'm just touching on that i know we talked about uh, coming to canada is uh, or living in Canada, etc. We live uh, freely, openly. Um, what comes to mind is freedom of speech. And in our charter, Rights of Freedom, we have the right to openly speak yeah. our opinions, etc. So uh, my question is, if what happened in London was a, a terrorist attack and, and, and the charges were laid under terrorism, if somebody else goes out and speaks in the name of freedom of speech, can we figure out how we can deem that as hate speech? There's a fine line between speaking your mind and being hateful and discriminatory or racist or becoming irrational. So what can we do or what is the government going to do about moving that black and, black and white area, moving the gray area, say this is not freedom of speech, this is hate speech? Be bad. Freedom of speech is fine, and um, I think no one of us has any problems with the freedom of speech. If, uh, if this is Canada, and uh, we are governed by the Charter of Rights and Freedom, which allows everyone to speak what they want to, but at the same time, it should not be the freedom of speech should not be a hate crime, and we do have to take due notice of the hate crimes. Uh, uh, passing a comment uh, to someone just because. They are wearing a hijab or they are wearing a shalwar kurta or they are trying to practice their faith in canada i have seen many times i also myself along with my family had the opportunity of offering fair, uh, prayers in a park 
So right. if anyone is practicing their religion, which they are allowed to based on the Charter of Rights and Freedom, no one should say anything to them. If right. anyone is walking in their traditional dresses, if a woman is wearing a hijab, no one has the right to say anything to them. Absolutely. So something is related to just because this incident which happened in London is just because they were killed by a man because of the religion they practice, right. because of the faith, their own faith. So something like this is right away a, a hate crime right. and due action to be taken on that. Absolutely. So uh, in Canada, we are free to practice our religion. We are free to practice our culture and heritage. And we are all proud of that. Right. In Canada, other than the indigenous people, everyone else came from somewhere else. It's a country built on immigrants. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am an immigrant myself. Um, I have been in this country for all, almost close to 22 years. Right. It has provided me all the opportunities. Right. I know people are really worried after these incidents, but at the same time, there is a lot of hope. Absolutely. Uh, for uh, everyone, I think we should see a hopeful future and uh, let's work together to build a more inclusive Canada and I think in that every community member can play their part right. of making sure that they learn about their neighbors they learn about like develop uh, friendship right. with their neighbors with their friends at work with their colleagues and that's how I think we will learn about each other and we can break those walls of hatred which we have erected around us. Absolutely. Based on religion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, if I, if I, for us, we can see iftar is a great way to invite our friends. And I yeah. have seen in some families, I have been a part of that. Some families have hosted an iftar in the street where they have invited all their neighbors from the street right. to come and celebrate that. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to let others know about why we fast, uh, what we do during the whole day. It will be a good opportunity for our friends also and our neighbors also to learn about us. And because at the end of the day, every religion teaches us to be good human beings. Of course. No one needs to hate. No, absolutely. Every, every religion teaches us to be good human beings. Absolutely. Live together. It's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think education has a lot to do with that. And, uh, you know, the, my urge is, is the, the, the leaders in uh, the, the different faiths, so the imams and the alamas and the, the pastors, the priests, the, um, the, the rabbis, etc. Like all, all of the religious leaders, they need to do a better job of, of, of educating people uh, about what Islam is or what Christianity is or uh, whatever the other religion may be. Um, we have a dude. We have to do our due diligence as well uh, to represent Islam the correct way, and we have to do our part of educating people. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, what's happening all over the world is uh, is an attack on Islam, and they're portraying things that happen overseas. Um, and I guess, do you think whatever is happening overseas has something to do with these hate crimes or this uprising of hate crime in 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 Toronto or even in Canada? I would, uh, see, sometimes the things which happen around the world, it do create an effect. But um, 
I think these are isolated incidents and uh, we can't really say that it is happening because of what is happening around the world. Um, I think uh, myself, I see as an elected representative, all levels of government have to do their work to combat uh, all forms of hate, including Islamophobia, including anti-Semitism. And also our faith leaders, as you said, have to play an important role in bringing and building bridges and bringing different communities together. And also everyone at the community level has to do their part. I think as a mother, for me, it is really very important that uh, the values which I instill in my two kids should be of being like what it means to live together, what it means to break these barriers. So as parents, I think it is really very important on us to educate our kids, to let them know what Canadian values are. Canadian values are of, like here in Canada, diversity is considered as one of the biggest assets. It's never considered a barrier. Absolutely. 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 So, um, very important and very uh, good topic we were talking. Brother Umar also said that our imams, our leaders, our uh, member of parliaments, and the people who are in the show, they should teach and educate our people. So, Alhamdulillah, after the attack of uh, London, Ontario, uh, Makkah Islamic Center, our whole team went to London, Ontario, and we educate the people. We give out the free books of Islam. What is Islam about? Islam doesn't teach us hatred. Islam is about peace, love, and all that. And we're talking to, I was talking to myself, I was talking to the people, we were explaining to them. I have posted on my social media as well that uh, we got a very good response and we give out uh, free books to the people so they understand more what is Islam about. Uh, so that's very, uh, very good that we should uh, talk about uh, what is Islam about. But uh, going further, I have a few more questions. Uh, I know we have a very short time that uh, as a government uh, of a member of parliament you are there can you tell us like what is the government doing on the ground level to work with the communities on peace meeting to build awareness for hate and racism yeah as i told you that uh, since we came into power we have taken different measures like increasing the funding for sip uh, social infrastructure program for providing more resources to our places of worship uh, for investing more money into anti-racism strategy, uh, for, uh, we, uh, for like we, we are working on bringing stronger legislation to fight uh, online hate. Uh, these are some of the measures, and we have also banned um, some of the white supremacist organizations as terrorist organizations. An example is of Proud Bo- uh, Boys. So I think uh, it is really very important that we continue these steps. Uh, and that's how we can fight uh, and we can overcome. Uh, Salma, I got, I got one. Uh, I got a very important one. And I saved this question for possibly last. Um, I don't know how much time we have with you left, but I, I, I think this one is a very important question. When we talk about freedom and we come to this country, um, well, I was born here, but our parents come from this country. People like yourself come to this country. We talk about freedom. Canada is the land of the free freedom to wear whatever we want, say whatever we want, practice our religions, etc. in a peaceful manner. This is also the teachings of Islam, to obey by the, obey the law of the land in which you live. So Alhamdulillah, we've been doing that. 
Um, but in order for us to be free, meaning in live in a land that is free, for us to build awareness, don't you think that along with Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter, that Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha should be recognized as a national public holiday? Will this, this will bring about love and respect amongst each other. We not celebrate, but we recognize these holidays growing up here. Oh, you know, Christmas break, Easter break, you know, you get extra four or five days off. So why can't it be like Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fitr to be deemed as a national public holiday? And if I'm not mistaken, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau promised this when he was elected. So I just want to touch on that. Uh, we have, uh, because of the incident of uh, the Quebec mosque, just this year, uh, January 29th has been declared as a national day to fight Islamophobia, to take action on Islamophobia. I think for us as a Muslim community, that's a great news. And uh, myself and um, many other of, uh, colleagues of mine, we worked very hard for this in the last three years to declare January 29th as a day to fight Islamophobia. Uh, that's one thing I think which was really needed and the Muslim community was advocating for that. In regards to celebration, I agree with you, there should be opportunities. Uh, many workplaces do have arrangements and they allow their um, employees to take their religious holidays. So, uh, but uh, we can work towards that and see if uh, there will be an appetite for it to be declared as a statutory holiday. So we can definitely look into different um, options of that and see what we can do in regards to that. Because I think it's very important that we build that. And I think you being one of our strong Muslim leaders, but leaders in, in, in general from our community, um, that we should motion this. Because if you want to get to know someone and you want to learn about the religions and, and such, then governments have to be open to that. And like you mentioned, indigenous people, this is their land. Um, and when, whenever Canada was taken over, it was based on multicultural and yeah. it was built on immigrants, like you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, the infrastructure, everything that's happening right now, it's a lot of, you know, my parents came in the, in the late, uh, in the 70s. And I know a lot of our parents came here. Uh, for that but you know there came a time where we couldn't even find halal food and uh, i remember that growing up uh, that we had to travel very far to find these things and alhamdulillah like it's it's you can see there is a change um but i think a national holiday uh, is going to build bridges the muslim, community, muslim community has grown a lot and in gta we have seen that uh, over the last uh, year over the last few years it has really grown and uh, when I came to Canada, same thing. It was uh, the places to find halal food were very limited. I uh, not many places were there in Scarborough, but now we are lucky that like I think every major um, intersection Absolutely. in Scarborough, if you go along Lawrence, uh, like if you uh, drive along Lawrence and my riding from Victoria Park till Bellamy, I think every second shop. There is an option to buy halal food. 100%. So we have we have come a long way, but come like uh, a food for uh, I think all parties and all events here in Canada. 
um, in my campaign offices, um, the samosas and uh, uh, shawarmas and biryani is very uh, uh, fast going with all communities. People of all communities enjoy our food. Right. So um, I think we have come a long way. And as the community grows, we will see more and more of these things, more opportunities for everyone. So let's uh, continue that. And I think uh, as we end, I just want to assure or my message to everyone is that don't feel scared this is canada this is a land of opportunity you have an example in me salma zaid who came to canada in 1991 can be elected as a member of parliament in 2015 can speak from the house of common floor wearing a hijab in 2018 i have uh, like here down a lot of uh, walls uh, and i think everyone can do it our message to young girls and uh, women university student uh, who think that they should not wear a hijab because they will not get equal opportunity here in canada my message to them is that don't ever think that just uh, you can achieve your dreams wearing a hijab you can achieve your dreams practicing your religion there is there are no barriers for that so Yes, these incidents like uh, London uh, family, what happened with them, do shake us. And but I think we can overcome hate, and uh, love will inshallah prevail. Inshallah. I mean, I mean, my last question, uh, I think, before uh, Salma goes, um, how many MPs are there in the member of parliament as a Muslim? Uh, we know uh, we work with you, and you're uh, representing us with the hijab, and uh, you're the pr uh, prime example our ladies out there that uh, you just gave the ex uh, answer that we should not fear uh, to go on the street if you're wearing hijab or some but somebody asked me like uh, how many member of parliaments are there in uh, uh, their house of common as a muslim now out of 338 um, i think it's 12 uh, members of parliament who are uh, muslims in total so uh, it's a great uh, achievement i think uh, it was first time in 2015 that this big number of uh, Muslim MPs were elected to the House of Commons. So we are, uh, I think we should all be proud that we have three cabinet uh, ministers uh, of uh, Muslim faith. Uh, Maria Monsef, uh, she was uh, nominated as the minister uh, in 2015 by the prime minister. She was the first Muslim cabinet minister in Canada. And after that, we saw Ahmed Hussain in cabinet. And now recently, Umar al-Gabra has also entered the cabinet. So we have three strong voices of the Muslim faith on the cabinet table. And we have uh, close to 12 uh, MPs of Muslim faith working hard on behalf of all Canadians. That's amazing. A big achievement and a, a hearty congratulations to you for all the work that you've been doing. It's highly recognizable. Um, so we want to thank you for your for your your time, uh, for coming out. Um, it's always a pleasure and it's an honor uh, to have you and and uh, know safely that uh, she's representing us in the uh, House of Commons as our member of a parliament. We wish you uh, the utmost success, and we want to send out the invitation in such that if you have uh, any need from our side, uh, being uh, leaders from from the Muslim faith as well. Uh, volunteers or uh, help to build bridges in in the community please feel free uh, to reach out to us as well I know brother Mohsen is uh, 
is uh, is always uh, beside you and rightfully so. So we just want to send out that invitation as well that we're always here to support you uh, as long as you are uh, representing us in uh, in Ottawa. No, no, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks to both of you for hosting this um, uh, event and providing me the opportunities uh, to share with our viewers of uh, what we can do to overcome um, hate and how we can combat Islamophobia. So let's work together. Inshallah. I think that is really very important. Everyone has to play their part. Uh, I have a role to play as elected representatives and everyone watching this has to play a role as a community member Absolutely. to break these walls of hate which we have all erected around us oh. and uh, combat Islamophobia and all forms of hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, uh, this was our uh, MP for Scarborough Center, Salma Zahid. Uh, and I'm sure we will see you very soon, possibly next week. Inshallah. 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 Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. So that was uh, Salma Zahid. I think we're waiting for um, Mitzi Hunter, uh, MPP, uh, to, to come on as well. Uh, I think it's very important for the viewers to understand uh, that in order for us to break barriers, we have to be able to uh, understand what those barriers are and uh, work with uh, individuals, work with the community members. And uh, in order to do that, we have to be able to represent Islam the best way. I know Brother Mohsin was talking about uh, the our trip to London and uh, just to shed some more light on, on that trip. Uh, we all went down, I think there was 15 of us that went down on the Sunday, one week from the, the terror attack. And uh, we discussed uh, with the public that was there, we gave them books, uh, free books on Islam. So misconceptions about Islam, Islam in the, in the light of non-Muslims. And what does non-Muslim say about Islam? All of these things. And education is a big part. Um, and we did that and we gave out free Qur'ans, uh, English Qur'ans. Uh, for the public as well and we got a uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, i guess um, kudos for for that uh, when it happened so i uh, just want to make sure that that is the that is the 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 big thing so on your screen you're going to see um the the council sufi council toronto presents the walk for freedom in light uh of uh, what is happening in in palestine and the acts of terror of London. So we're joining both of those together because what is happening um, is obviously uh, hurtful to not only Muslims, but humans. There's Christians uh, that are being uh, hurt, especially in Palestine, uh, in Palestine and everything like that. So building, about, building the bridges about that and building bridges about uh, what has happened in London, Ontario. But not only that, it's what's happening in our communities as well. So please make sure that you come out Saturday, June 26th, 20, uh, sorry, Saturday, June 26th, next week, Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Bring your signs, bring your flags, bring your noise, bring your voices. Uh, there will be some members of parliament uh, that are going to be coming. The police chief of 43 division, uh, staff sergeant will also be in attendance. Uh, we're going to have uh, speeches uh, and listen to our MPs um, and, and talk about that and how we can build bridges uh, within the community. So that's the official flyer. Uh, please see it uh, on our social media, share it, come out. It's in Scarborough. The location is Centennial Recreation Center parking lot. We're going to start there before uh, we march onto the street, 1967 Ellesmere Road, Scarborough, Ontario. So please make sure that you do come out. And if you have any uh, issues, you can follow us on social media, Sufi Council of TO. 
And uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring our MPP, um, the Honorable Mitzi Hunter, and you're seeing her now on your screen. How are you, Mitzi? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Perfectly fine. And it's a pleasure and honor to have you right. on, our, on our podcast. Uh, we usually have you on our walks, um, <laughs> but now we have you uh, on, our, on our podcast. And, uh, and it's, a, it's an absolute honor always uh, spending some time with you and, and hearing you. Um, and especially about this, uh, this topic, which is uh, plaguing our communities, uh, the uprising of hate crime. Uh, and we see it growing up, especially in Toronto, um, in Scarborough, especially, that it's not just one community, it's uh, a lot of communities, yeah. right? Uh, whether it's uh, within drugs, whether it's, uh, you know, you live on this block, I live on this block, and, you know, fights uh, in regards to that as well. Um, but I know you've always been an advocate for change and uh, bringing about that change, and you put a lot of pressure on the, uh, the conservative government uh, in regards to that, and rightfully so, um, you you should be, and uh, you've represented uh, very very well, and I, I think that's uh, highly recognizable. So I want to thank you for all your hard work within the community, and welcome to Miked Up and on, on our podcast. Thank you. It's, I'm I'm actually really excited to be here on Miked Up, and I want to say congratulations to you on this very um, needed platform uh, so that we can, you know, talk about the issues that impact our local communities and really give voice to them. And um, it's, it's really, really important. And I appreciate being invited on. Uh, it's a pleasure is all ours. Um, and uh, I know we, I know the time is uh, very valuable, especially uh, for yourself. Uh, so we're going to jump right, uh, jump right into it. Um, so we do have some questions, uh, and uh, and I think you will definitely shed some light. We had uh, Salma Zahid uh, just before you uh, speaking about uh, Islamophobia and stuff like that, but I want to take it into a different direction um, with yourself um, and just about crime in general, uh, hate crime. Uh, so we have regular crime, and, uh, and but hate crime in specific. If we can talk about maybe kind of the statistics, have we seen it? Have we seen so much? Uh, growth in the sense of hate crime uh, over the years and such if you can shed some light on that I think that's important uh, statistically yes um, we definitely see that uh, hate crime across Canada and in here in Ontario is growing um, you know when you look at uh, stats Canada does track this by province um, and 2019 when we have the latest uh, data from Ontario, uh, there were an increase in 43 uh, incidences in Ontario, and that's that's a, a, a net increase. So we see um, hate crimes on the on the rise, and um, you know I, I also want to point to um, the the TDSB has started to track hate incidences, right? Uh, right? Because, you know, we have to look at where where there are situations that are occurring in our schools. And, uh, and they've presented the, their first report on this. And it, it was quite startling, because we see that, you know, incidences um, of, for instance, anti black racism are, are very, very high, in fact, making up um, almost seventy percent of all the all of the complaints that 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 they've received, and uh, and this is concerning. We also, of course, are concerned about uh, the rise of anti Asian 
uh, racism during the pandemic, specifically the Chinese Canadian National Council in Toronto released a report on that. It found that there were 1150 cases of of racist attacks uh, reported in Canada during the pandemic. And 40% of those reported cases are right here in Ontario. So we we need to see um, further action on um, on these growing problems. Uh, my colleague Michael Koto and Nat- and um, Lucille Couillard uh, put forward a bill uh, to to address this concern specifically and uh, and we need to see um, see more action to combat hate uh, in our communities and um, and to recognize that that those incidences uh, do occur. Um, you know, one of the things that that I recognized um, after the situation that occurred in London, um, you know, and I went to a number of vigils and, and the community uh, was rightly fed up. And they said, you know, Mitzi, it's not enough just to have words. We need to see action. Right. And um, and that was one of the reasons I put forward my my motion, um, you know, to, to combat uh, Islamophobia and uh, and to really recognize that it is an issue here in Ontario that needs to be addressed. Um, you know, one of the things the community, the broader community might not recognize is that after there is a major incident like what happened in London, um, you know, we can reflect back on, you know, for instance, Christchurch in New Zealand, um, you know, hate incidences against uh, Muslim community actually increases. Uh, after the New Zealand incident, it increased by 23%. Right. And so, um, you know, we, we really need to make sure that when these, um, you know, situations happen, that we really take, take firm steps um, to assure the community that, um, you know, that, 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 that first and foremost, that they are safe um, and they can go about their lives freely. Um, you know, every Canadian, according to the Charter, has that freedom of movement, uh, freedom of religion, right, freedom of expression. So, so these are right, rights that, you know, we hold dear in Canada and, uh, and we have to exercise those rights and, so. and feel that we are in a, a safe, uh, a safe place, um, you know, and, and that we, 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 protect and keep those freedoms um, and they're available for every Canadian and every Ontarian to enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I know I've been, uh, I do follow you on, on Twitter and, and on Facebook and, and stuff like that. And I know you were very uh, open about Islamophobia. So for those who have not, uh, have not seen it, um, you can go on uh, uh, Mitzi Hunter's uh, Facebook page, MPP Mitzi Hunter. And there's uh, three videos, if I'm not uh, mistaken, uh, where she speaks out on the motion of Islamophobia, and I think that's uh, that means a lot um, to the Muslim community. So for those who haven't seen it, we've shared it on our on our mic'd up Facebook, um, and I think that's highly recognizable to see that uh, you are representing indeed um, the the community. It doesn't matter where they come from, and I, and I think that's uh, that's amazing. Um, and it's sad to see the statistics, uh, like you were mentioning, up forty three percent, etc. You know. Um, if I if I may say, uh, like the government, and I know you're putting a lot of pressure on uh, on Mr. Ford there um, about uh, mitigating this uh, these hate crimes and and making it punishable by law. Um, so if we can touch on that, like what are we going to do to mitigate this uh, hate crime uh, and kind of not you're never going to make it stop, but just to mitigate it. If you can touch on that, 
uh, Mitzi, please. Yeah, absolutely. And and definitely you, you touched on the law and the justice system. Um, you know, when there is an incident that happens, you have to, you know, make sure that, that people know that the law is going to deal with it in, in the full ex extent possible. Uh, just, uh, just this week uh, in Scarborough at the Islamic Foundation, you know, there were two people that tried yeah. to break in and, you know, my understanding from speaking to them is that the police uh, were there almost instantaneously. So, right. um, you know, they might have been really stepping up patrols uh, around, uh, you know, Muslim mosques and, and Muslim identifiable locations so that the community feels safer. I think that's something that's very important. I've addressed this concern with, you know, my local police division is 43 division. And, and I know... Um, how strongly they and the other divisions feel about making sure that the Muslim community feels feels safe. Um, and so, you know, speaking to the motion, um, it was uh, subsequently put forward by, by a member of the government, an abridged version, a shorter version, but definitely uh, speaking to combating Islamophobia and also renewing support for the anti-racism directorate. And, you know, we'll remember that this was something that, you know, the former liberal government put in place um, so that we can address all forms of hate that that would uh, occur um, in any part of the of the community, on, especially on a systemic level, Absolutely. and um, and so the the ARD um, needs a renewed mandate, uh, a renewed focus to address these concerns um, that that are on the rise in the community, and especially when they end in violence, um, like we saw so tragically in in London, Ontario. Um, I do want to mention because you know you talk about the the rise of, of of hate and you know we look at incidences as well by you know by country and by province but also uh, by cities and communities and you know in Hamilton Ontario for instance um, you know there there are fifteen incidences per one hundred thousand people um, wow. in Ottawa it's ten. Um, in Toronto, it's about 7.2. Uh, you know, even in a place like Guelph, Ontario, it's at 6.3. Uh, you know, so some of our cities, Thunder Bay, uh, Sudbury, Kenora, you know, that th we, we have to really... Um, check these incidences when they start to creep in and seep into our communities and into our neighborhoods make sure we track uh make sure we address uh with the the tools we have in the legal system and uh, and we report out so that uh that we don't see this as a, a um you know as something that's going to take over um our community and specifically targeting certain groups most of the the incidences are uh, racially motivated, um, the, the ones that are being tracked. And so there's a lot of work that we have to do in this area. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before I turn it over to Mosin, I know he was itching to uh, uh, kind of speak to you and ask you some questions and stuff. I do have one uh, that I want to uh, kind of speak about. And uh, it's uh, it's dear to my heart because I grew up a, a com within a community uh, that was uh, immigrants, whether it's immigrants from uh, a lot of my friends growing up were from Jamaica and Trinidad and Tobago and Guyana, uh, you know, Haiti and and stuff like that. And uh, growing up with them, I, I, you know, obviously, you know, I was in their house and eating their food and this and that and lovable people. And, and, and absolutely like, you know, sometimes when you talk to me and you close your close your eyes, you probably think I'm speaking Patois. 
Um, but <laughs> nonetheless, um, the the uprise of uh, the the hate crime against uh, our brothers and sisters from the uh, destination or from the countries of like Africa and the Caribbean and this and that. So this this Black Lives Matter uh, campaign started. I mean, it stems from America and what had happened to our brothers and sisters in terms of slavery and all of this. And now you can see it here in Canada, which we never thought it would. The movement uh, for Black Lives Matter is not as big as it is in America, obviously because it's the, the hate crime um, that has happened in America is not as much as in, in Canada, thankfully, but there still is. Um, so my question to you, being a, a strong um, black woman, uh, especially because you're in that position, uh, what can we do to build uh, bridges with our uh, Caribbean and African brothers and sisters, etc., from from wherever, um, mm -hmm. with the other communities? Because I think that is lacking too, Mitzi. So if we can touch on that, you know, the movement of Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter and all cultures matter, etc. If we can touch on that, if you don't mind. Sure, Lauren. I really appreciated your patway. I heard it coming in there. <laughs> you don't know. You know, I. <laughs> There we go. You know, obviously, you know, I'm I'm born in Jamaica. My my family, we immigrated to, to Canada, you know, for that dream, right? Like for a better life. And, and you know, as immigrant parents, we worked so hard. I saw my parents work so hard. My dad had his own business. My mom went to work every day. And and all of that sacrifice was, was for us, uh, my brothers and I, so that we can have a better life. Did they ever think that, you know, their daughter would, would one day you know, be the, the MPP, you know, be the first black, black person, a person of any color, really, to be Minister of Education in this province. You know, Amazing. that that is something that we have to, you know, celebrate here, here in Canada and in Ontario. Um, but, you know, we also know that Canada has a long way to go. You know, we just this week had the first person of color, you know, um, to to be appointed to the Supreme Court of Canada, yeah, yeah. you know, and so um, you know that's laudable, but it's also late. Yeah. And uh, and so what Black Lives Matter, I believe, has really done, you know, spreading from the United States here into Canada, it's really to um, to remind everyone, to remind the public, to remind the community that you know we all aspire to those same things we we all need to be treated um you know with humanity and and with opportunity and and the fact of the matter is that you know when you look statistically at the numbers um you know the the black community uh you know faces anti-black racism it yeah. you know it faces it in the corporate world it faces it um in pretty much uh, across the board education i talked about the tdsb um you know incidences of anti-black racism um make up almost 70 percent of all of the uh of, of the complaints that that right. are are filed and so you know black lives matter is in the strongest possible terms you know demanding that fairness and that equity for for black people and you know what what it really says as well is that if you can address the concerns of the black community you're really addressing the concerns of racialized people and uh and you're gonna see that you know those um systemic anti-black racism and those systemic racist barriers are falling uh when when we deal with that you know today is a very special day in the united states um it's june 15th, 15th and yep. 
yeah, for the first time it's being celebrated as a holiday in the United States, symbolizing the end of slavery for black Americans. Um, you know, and there's a lot of, of, of hard history there Absolutely. that uh, needs to be, um, you know, contended with, but there's also, you know, our current modern situation. We know that just one year ago, George Floyd uh, was, was, was murdered, you know, Absolutely. on camera Absolutely. in front of all of us. And, and we can say that now because there's been a conviction. Yes. And, and so, you know, the black community also um, not only is demanding recognition, but justice is—it's it's something that is uh, is very important. Um, you know, and you look at the statistics here in in Canada and in Ontario. Um, you know, Indigenous and Black people, uh, you know, make up a huge portion of people who are incarcerated and uh and and when you look at you know the the, the history of carding and the over policing of these communities you know you can see the systemic biases that uh that emanate from that so today's um black lives matter um you know in in honor of juneteenth uh you know and it was a very peaceful protest on parliament hill today you know recognizing and calling for justice um for the black community and um and and you know wanting to see you know those uh those laws changed and you know we have to make our voices known um we have to join together you talked about bridging and and i believe that all of all the communities can really join together and and um, and really bridge that support uh, and call for for justice uh, because absolutely. you know justice for one is justice for all. Absolutely. Um, I know that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, talks about that. You know, I always quote him. You know, an injustice, um, you know, anywhere is is an injustice everywhere, right? Absolutely. So so we want to make sure that justice is 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 there and 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 available to all people and uh, and we see that people are treated fairly um, and have opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just, I just want to touch on one last thing. I know Brother Mosid is definitely itching. So I'm going to be quiet after the last one, I promise, after the next one, and then I'll turn it over to, to Brother Mosin. Um, I just want to touch it because just listening to what you said, something pops into my mind um, in regards to uh, Black Lives Matter, etc., and, and what our, our brothers and sisters have gone through over the, 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 the years. Um, you'll be happy to know uh, that uh, when we opened our mosque here uh, in Markham and Eglinton, just around the corner from your, your office, um, we thought just that, to break the barrier of racial discrimination, uh, you'll be pleased to know that our imam, our, our leader, uh, is from South Africa. And we did that uh, because, of, because of that, uh, because we have to break barriers. And if we're going to be about change uh, and bring about change, we have to be able to um, be the frontliners of that. And uh, you'll be happy to know, so since February, our Imam, uh, Imam Hamza, is, uh, is also from Africa, and uh, he's doing a, an amazing job, and, and uh, we'll bring him around to the office and introduce, because we wanted to do that. And, and I think more of our communities need to need to see that need to do that so i wanted to bring that up to your to your attention um just in case you didn't you didn't know that we are trying to also build those bridges i think that's really really great and i look forward to meeting imam hamza and you know making sure that um the outreach i do to the muslim community is uh reaching him as well 
you know, we have a diverse Muslim community Absolutely. in Scarborough. And, um, you know, and it's, it's beautiful to see, uh, you know, that, that bridges are being built, you know, in this, in this way and in this fashion, you know, um, uh, you know, I've been, as I, as I told, told you, I've been spending a lot of time at, you know, vigils and different, uh, you know, um, show of support and solidarity with the Muslim population in light of recent, recent events. I mean, I would do it anyways. I absolutely what I normally do in the community, but you know, right now I know people are hurting and and there's been a traumatizing effect. Um, and you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I, I heard one of the imams talk about in terms of to comfort the community is, you know, um, that the, the, the Holy Quran talks about, uh, you know, you combat hate with love, Absolutely. you know, like that's how you address it. Um, you know, and uh, the, you know, Islamic faith is about salam. It's about peace. Absolutely. And, um, and, and that's that, you know, let's take this as a moment of education as well um, so that we can share and really spread um, the true values of, of this faith and, uh, and, and the kindness and, and, uh, and, uh, wonderful way that this community, you know, embraces family, embraces community. And, you know, we all have a common humanity. We all have things that we are aspiring to in common. And, uh, and there's no need for fear or for, you know, prejudice against Muslims. It's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not needed. Um, just get to know your neighbor and, uh, sure. and you'll find that, that there's a friend there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, <laughs> he's so. been waiting quietly. So, I'm going to turn it over to Brother Mosin, who is no stranger to you, by the way. So, <laughs> no, so no, Mosin. Um, how are you, Mitzi? How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's wonderful to see you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we saw last in the walk uh, what happened in uh, London, Ontario. We were walking together yes. at uh, Abu Bakr Masjid, and uh, I spoke to you that uh, we should do something to uh, get the message mm -hmm. out for the people. As my brother Umar uh, was talking to you, and uh, he was saying that I was waiting. I can wait whole day. <laughs> we are here <laughs> to get the message out to the people. As a member of parliament, if my brother is talking or I'm talking, same thing. The most important thing is the message is going out to the people. That's the reason we brought you here in our uh, podcast, Mike the Up. So, uh, Mitzi, uh, before, uh, without further ado, I would like to uh, say thank you so much for your time that uh, you've given us. And uh, there are so many questions, so many emails, and uh, so many phone calls were coming. And uh, we can get answers from uh, best of our ability. But uh, as a member of parliament, our viewers, our community members want to listen to you that uh, the attack happened in London, Ontario. Um, I know you're representing already in the House of Common, as uh, Brother Omar Kadri has said. And the video is out there if they want to watch 100%. Uh, you're talking. But um, as uh, like, how can we uh, tackle? um racism in our community what can we do how can we tackle so uh, the racism in our community if you can tell in your words to the our viewers please okay well you know uh, most of them, whenever you ask me to do something you know i always say <laughs> yes so Thank you. um there was no no hesitation uh, for me to to join um really proud to join actually and to to be um 
you know, I've, I've such a respect for the Muslim community and, uh, and I see the hard work of everyone and, and, you know, all the things that you're aspiring to do. I want to read actually my original motion, uh, if I can Absolutely. Um, take, 100%. take, take the time to do that because, you know, um, it, the one that eventually passed was sort of an abridged version. It was condensed. Um, but, uh, you know, what I had initially moved was that, um, you know, the Legislative Assembly of Ontario should condemn all acts of violence and terrorism against people of the Muslim faith and all forms of Islamophobia reaffirm its support for the anti-racism directorate to immediately take action to address and prevent systemic racism across Ontario with a six-month plan to implement real change in government policy, appointments, programs, education curriculum, and services to address a growing tide of white supremacy and continued systemic racism and support and, and continued systemic racism and support the calls for a national summit on Islamophobia. Wow. So that, that was my, my motion. And, um, you know, you can see that it's very specific when Absolutely. it comes to um, how do we tackle, you know, this form Right, which which is a rising concern that we have in in our community and in our province, and and you know one of the things that it starts with is that it starts with education. Our system of education needs to be one that is fully inclusive. We need a curriculum that uh, really respects all people and tells the true history. Uh, you know, we need to teach the true history of Indigenous. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. We know what happened in in Kamloops just recently, finding a mass grave, a pit, really, yeah. where 215, you know, little children were were buried years ago. Um, you know, we talk at, at length about anti-black racism, and this occurs in our school system. We see that, you know, with the data that that is being. Um, calculated right now and you know the, the we need to share the realities of what really happened in, in Canadian history um, you know and uh, and and share that in a way that educates the population about being respectful of each other and not repeating the mistakes of the past so you know when I was Minister of Education um, you know I recognized that this was a challenge and and put forward an education equity action plan that looked at how do we make sure that across all school boards, in all schools, principals, um, you know, boards of education, that there was training on, um, you know, this type of, 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 of awareness, right? Cultural awareness and making sure that, you know, the tools were in place. Um, and, and we also embedded an education equity secretariat with leadership and staffing and resources to follow through on that action plan. Uh, th that secretariat is still active today and doing that work across our school systems. Um, we, we also need to recognize that there is a role to play even in media, right? We, we really you know, see that, right? Because who are our role models? Who do we present? How do we talk about our communities? Um, you know, are we putting forward people who, you know, wear the hijab or who identify of a certain faith in a positive light, um, you know, as, as caring parents and, you know, that sort of thing, um, so that we, we really start to see 
positive and more diverse images across all all aspects of, of media. Um, all institutions across all all aspects of government you know not just education uh but justice we talked about that um all all of the programs in which we administer as governments should have um an inclusive lens and we should be tackling any forms of racism that we see in any of those institutions so the anti-racism di directorate is tasked with that and uh, and that's one of the jobs if you you know go online and look for anti-racism directorate of ontario you will see its mandate very clear is about ending systemic racism in in ontario um, and then, you know, we, we can't forget our fundamentals um, that we all stand on, which is, you know, the um, Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, as well as the Ontario Human Rights Codes. And, and these are things that we should really protect and hold dear. You know, I was disappointed in the recent uh, use of the notwithstanding clause um, in the legislature put forward by Premier Ford uh, because I didn't feel that using it in the context of election financing was something that would was relevant to all Absolutely. all Ontarians. And uh, you know, why would we sacrifice our charter and our human rights code, you know, for something as narrow as that, you know, a political interest in terms of, you know, your critics speaking against you, you know, Absolutely. that the democracy is about, you know, discourse, and it's Absolutely. about putting forward your views. And, you know, the person who can, you know, talk about the, the policies that are relevant, or is the one that at the end of the day, um, deserves to lead. And, uh, you know, you can't be afraid of that. So, you know, that's why I spoke very strongly against its use um, because I did not want to weaken our charter. I did not want to, you know, sus why would why would we suspend our human rights? You know, so, this is something that that you know is given to to all of us, and and that you know it's actually about that most vulnerable person, that person with the smallest voice, should be the most protected in our absolutely. province. Uh, and so, you know, making sure that that our province continues to do the work right what london has taught us is that racism and you know islamophobia is here in ontario yep. and and that we do have a challenge and you know the statistics that i put forward you know really shows you um that you know those hate crimes are being monitored they're being tracked and they are growing and so we do have work that we need to do um starting starting in our education system but making sure that uh, we root it out across all institutions all systems of government uh and anywhere that it exists in our province Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mitzi, uh, thanks uh, for answering that question as well. But um, as you know, the terror attack that uh, happened in London, Ontario, we all got shocked. And uh, there was no words to express uh, after this incident. But after that incident, the incident is uprising about the hate crime and racism in uh, Edmonton. As a recent incident happened in our Scarborough at the uh, IIT uh, Mosque, as you mentioned. So, and even Kingston, yeah. So it's upgoing. It's uh, the it's every other day we are listening about the hate crime. Uh, the people are uh, I don't know what's happening. I think the social media or the just um, something is happening. So what are your thoughts on all that? Because the, as a community members, uh, when this hate crime uprising and 
as our community leaders, people are calling us and questioning us that uh, because of the, in the pandemic, what they can do is only they can go out and walk with their family. So now they are scared to do that too because the incident is keep going high and high and high. So what, as a member of parliament, what are your thoughts? What are the governments doing? If you can answer uh, to our viewers, please. Well, I want to say to the viewers that don't be afraid. Continue your evening walks. You know, continue to, um, you know, live fully in the community that you call home. And, you know, Ontario uh, is a place that, you know, welcomes and needs our Muslim brothers and sisters. And, and I don't want there to be, you know, that fear um, that prevents members of the community uh, from going about freely. Uh, about their day. And, you know, we, we need to, you know, acknowledge that, yes, these incidences have, uh, have, have happened even since London. Um, you know, I mentioned to you that uh, there was a study that was done, you know, after the, the Christchurch New Zealand horrific incidences where we all signed on, the government of Canada signed on, you yeah. know, to, um, to addressing this issue that, you know, there was a, a measured a uh, 23% increase in um, in hate incidences against Muslims. And so we have to stand against um, any of these attacks uh, that, that are occurring. Uh, we have to stand with our Muslim brothers and sisters. You know, the, the situation that occurred in Scarborough, I know the uh, response uh, from, from law enforcement was very rapid um, and, uh, and, it, and they are being prosecuted with the full extent of the law right now. Um, for for whatever crime they committed, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, there was another uh, incident that occurred in the Ismaili uh, Muslim uh, community. I believe uh, uh, it was a mosque that was um, defamed uh, with a, a, a graffiti, a swastika graffiti. Um, you know, and and those uh, those actions are are to be condemned and, and the, the Muslim community um, should not be uh, intimidated in any way. And, and you know, the, the, the rights and the privileges and the freedoms that you have in Canada and in Ontario, um, you know, guarantees you that, that you can practice your faith freely here, um, that you, you know, are in a free society and, um, and, and, and to be respected. And so, you know, we, we've got to stand firm and, and link arms, you know, with each other uh, and, uh, and support each other at these very challenging, challenging times. No, and I think it's, a, it's very important. Um, and everything that you're saying is, is fantastic. And it's, it's just a reassurance from people like yourselves, yourself and Salma Zahid before you, um, that we know that you're on our side and we can say that comfortably. Um, I know you touched on uh, Mitzi uh, in regards to the education. Can, Omar, yeah. can I yeah. say one quick thing just Absolutely. about, you know, these incidences of intimidation? Yeah. You know, w one of the things that I've noticed uh, as well is the sisters, right? Yeah. You know, because the, the Muslim women, uh, those who choose to wear the hijab or, or you know, other, um, you know, face coverings or, or expressions of their faith, uh, you know, it is... Um, 
it is a challenging time, right? Absolutely. And uh, and so you know, I really do you know want uh, our, our Muslim sisters to know that you know you should not um, fear going outside, you know, wearing the hijab. Um, that you know that that in this community you are free to do that. And you know, this is not. Not like you know we've got Bill Twenty One in 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 Quebec. That's like saying if you work in a, um, a you know government uh, role, you cannot wear any expressions of your religion. That is not the case in Ontario. Um, you're free to move and and to um, to wear whatever you would like to wear, and um, and and to have that confidence. Right, and I, and I think that's uh, important because we're seeing a, a huge. Uh... I guess hit to the community in regards to that, and and people feel scared, um, you know. And and we're not fighters, right? Like our community, our parents and stuff, they're not going to go out there and start fighting people, um, you know. And 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 they get nervous because when they see this, and like what Mosin was saying, it was like four in a row uh, within a a span of two weeks, uh, and and that's now that's not normal for Canada, and uh, especially th out of three of them, it's it's in Ontario. Um, so whether it be London or Scarborough or Kingston, uh, it's so close to home and uh, they're like, well, this can happen at any time. Right. So I think that's a, an important message uh, from yourself, uh, being a strong uh, woman uh, and speaking to the sisters. And, and I think they'll appreciate that. Um, uh, Mitzi, I know you, you're, you're heavily I mean, you know, you were in the uh, schooling system and uh, you were the minister of education, etc. And uh, I think a lot of that. A lot of what's happening, and, and I'm a firm believer of lack of education, the proper education, um, you know, so if we don't educate our children the correct way, um, with the right material, with the right teachers, with the, you know, the right funding as well, because I know that's a huge topic of the cuts um, that, that has been happening. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with educating our multicultural students um, well, all students in, in general, but giving everybody a fair shot. Uh, and we can't do that right now because of the, the lack of teachers and the cuts and, and also the pandemic. Um, just your thoughts on, because everything is online now, and I think you mentioned the, the, the uprising of hate crime on social media and cyberbullying and, and threats and all of that. So uh, if you can touch on what we're going to do or what we need to do to kind of mitigate that aspect in itself amongst the schooling system? Because I know you're passionate about about the schooling system. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, one of the things that is taught in the curriculum um, is is about, you know, combating cyberbullying, um, any form of discrimination online. Uh, you know, one of the things that happened when I was Minister of Education, you know, there was a situation with discrimination um, online you know, a, a posting by a teacher that was, you know, it was, uh, it was anti-Muslim sentiments in, in the post. And, you know, and there was a, a very strong um, up, uproar in the community from parents. Uh, I had parents come into my office, into my boardroom, you know, speaking about how hurt they were um, by, by this incident and, uh, and the issues that they were facing of Islamophobia um, and there was other concerns as well within the uh, York Region District School Board. And, uh, you know, I, I remember thinking that our schools must be safe for 
all students because mm -hmm. you know think about how you know this is their place to you know where they learn and um, and you know I, I, I felt that you know we should not have any tolerance for hate discrimination you know of any kind in our school system and and really stood firm with that um, and you know there were a number of things that were changed as a result of the situation that had occurred within that school board um, and you know what I what I do know is that um, you know this is a, a growing problem when it comes to cyberbullying and online bullying it's um, it's a platform where people sort of sit behind the screen you know no one really knows who they are and they sort of do and say whatever they want and and we've got to take a stand against that I know um, Minister Blair MP Selma Zayed um, are addressing this at the federal level very important that that's done uh, and the province as well we need to do our part and certainly when it comes to um, you know having policies and, and programs within schools and across all of our institutions that, that we need to to make sure that we address this this rising concern and uh, and really teach us once again within the education system that this is not allowed bullying of any sort is not allowed and it's not going to be uh, tolerated in any form, including online. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you have one last question, and then we'll. Uh, I'll ask my final question, very important one, uh, for Mitzi, um, that I'm saving, that I'm saving for her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Mitzi. Um, so as we are talking about um, that, uh, how we can build um, the bridges um, to the community. So how are we going to build the bridges in our community? Uh, to get out of this fear and all that, how can we can be uh, get back to together, and the hatred should be uh, not there, and uh, because it's a multicultural country, as you know, uh, everybody has a right uh, to equally. So how how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna be building these bridges in our community? Yeah, and I think that you know that's the we have to have that intention, right? To to build those bridges. Um, you know, we have a great country. We've got you know strong values here in in Canada and Ontario, um, as upheld by our charter, as upheld by our our human rights code. At the same time, we have to defend it. We can't um, we can't let it be weakened in in any way, and uh, and we do have to d defend um, those in inalienable rights, those rights that are available to all of us. And you know, just um, just this week, um, you know, I believe it's Bill Two Fifteen. Uh, was passed uh, federally for the um, the UN um, Declaration of for the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, uh, and you really think about that, and and you know just what that means, and and it, it means that Indigenous people have a right uh, to be treated with respect and Absolutely. and to okay. and to be supported, right, and yep. and. This is, you know, finally here in Canada, we finally um, signed on uh, to that. And and so, you know, those are some of the ways and I know communities um, that have had sort of historic wrongs, you know, the Indigenous peoples, uh, Black Canadians, um, you know, uh, people who are facing, you know, current um, um, challenges, uh, you know, the the Muslim population, the Asian population, uh, you know, with the, the rising, um, you know, discrimination that we're seeing against uh, Asian Canadians, that 
you know, we really need to recognize the humanity that is in each and every person and that we are not, we're not so different that we are uh, one community. We're one Ontario and fight against those that will divide us and really, you know, we see the the extremists right there's a lot of extremists some of them are hidden online but some of them are sort of you know right in your face and uh and and believing you know that for some reason they're superior or that you know um they want to be ahead or or you know that sort of thing and you know there's room for all of us right why not expand the pie right it's it's uh it's a, it's a province and a country that has so much room to grow. You know, we, we, we are actually going to be depending on new, new arrivals here, you know, just like my family did back in the seventies, right. Uh, with that wave of immigration and, and worked very hard and contributed to this country. You know, what, what actually drives our GDP and our economic growth is immigration absolutely right that's how we'll fulfill our our labor market needs and so you know it's not just people coming here to work it's also people coming here to form community absolutely and and to build a life right so we need to to be a welcoming and an inclusive place always for all people Right. And, um, and, and, you know, some of the, some of the institutions like our our public education system, public libraries, you know, recreation centers, you know, fields where we play cricket or basketball or, or learn to swim, you know, these are places where we get to know each other as people. Right. And so, and so we need to continue to invest in, in our society and uh and in our institutions um and so that these services are available to everyone look what we just went through a pandemic right we went through a pandemic and if you look at how hard scarborough was hit by the pandemic and part part of the reason why was because uh, scarborough has a lot of essential workers people who went out and kept our our transit system going you know people who who kept our grocery stores stocked People who were were the ones that were taking care of our love loved ones in long term mm-hmm. care as personal support workers, right? And these are the essential workers that took the brunt and bore the risk of this pandemic. And you know we need to value value them, value Absolutely. the contribution that they make to our society, and and recognize that we all have a role a role to play, um, and each sure. role is valuable. I think the pandemic I hope has taught us that. I hope right, so, yeah. that each each role is valuable Absolutely. because without those transit drivers, without those people, you know, doing logistics and moving food, you know, look at the farm workers Absolutely. helping to 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 put food on our table. Absolutely, and we need to treat everybody with dignity, everybody with respect, and value them. Right, and see our common humanity. Absolutely. And I have a, I have hope. I'm someone who is very. Uh, hope filled. I, I have hope for for our community and our province, but I also know that we have to use our voices um, and to speak up when we see things that you know have have been have have wronged, right? Which is why I put forward my motion on Islamophobia because you've got to make sure that you speak up when Absolutely. when you see things that are happening in the community. And that's and that's very important. Um, and I know you quoted. Um, the famous Dr. Martin Luther King. I'm gonna throw one. I'm gonna throw one at you uh, as well. One of the one of the one of my role models. 
um, is uh, Al Haj Malik Al Shabazz, formerly known as Malcolm X. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read out a, a quote to tie in what you just said. I'm not a racist. I'm against every form of racism and segregation, every form of discrimination. I believe in human beings and that all human beings should be respected as such, regardless of their color. Malcolm X. And, and I think yeah. over the years, it was different because of what he felt. But towards the end, um, he really saw the light and that we got to work together and not against each other. And I think uh, that's very important. Um, so my last question, and then I promise I can uh, I'll let you go, um, is with it, within your final remarks as well, you can, you can kind of tie it in and stuff. When are we going to see you as the premier of Ontario? <laughs> Omar. <laughs> Very soon. Very soon. Very soon. Simple. You know what? That it's, um, it's interesting, right? Um, because I'm, I'm watching uh, right now as Anna Mae Paul, who is uh, you know, the first black woman really to hold uh, the leadership of uh, a national party, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, we have uh, uh, the leader of the Liberal Party in Quebec uh, is a black woman. Yeah. Uh, and so we and we've seen, you know, black women like myself, I was the first black woman to run uh, to lead a major party in Ontario. Yeah. And, you, you know, it's important that we really show the the range of leadership that's possible. Absolutely. You know, when I was education minister, I would go into a school every week. And I went into the school because I wanted to see how our students were learning, how, you know, teachers and educators were doing in the schools. Uh, but I also know that when students see someone who looks like them or, you know, that they can relate to, Amazing. that it opens up their vision of what is possible for their future. Absolutely. And I would always say, to, to young people is if you can see me, you can be me. Wow. And, uh, and, and it's something that is really important. It's important that, you know, uh, maybe one day there will be, uh, you know, a young Muslim woman that steps into the role of Prime Minister of Canada, right? That's, that's the country that we have, inshallah, yes, that's the country that we have where all, all is possible. And, um, and it, it can only happen if we don't get discouraged. And I know that the community has gone through a lot. Um, you're still fighting um, and you're still working hard. Continue to work hard and know that you have the support. You have my support as, uh, as you know, I'm an MPP right now, uh, elected in Scarborough. You have my support. I'll always speak up on behalf of the community. I will always speak against hate of any kind against any person. Uh, I believe in, in respecting the humanity in all of us. Absolutely. And and my final remarks, I'm gonna leave you with uh, with with another, um, well, not quite a prophet, but he could have been. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bob Marley uh, wrote the song of the millennium and in, in the last millennium. And, you know, he said, one love, you Absolutely. know, one heart, um, and let's get together and feel all, all right. right. So right. I just, uh, I, I send that love um, through to all of our listeners and those watching. And uh, I thank you so, so much, both of you, 
for for how having me on and this this forum and uh, you've been obviously uh, you know some people look at members of parliament they're too busy for us and this and that um, so you've never done that and uh, for from from us and our congregation uh, we're always here to support you I was on the phone on your campaign calling people vote Mitzi Hunter vote Mitzi Hunter vote Mitzi Hunter. <laughs> so um, anything that we can do to help uh, we're right around the corner from you at Markham and Eglinton and I know Mohsen's always with and you as well he sent me to knock the doors <laughs> I told him. Yes. I told him. I said, "You got to go knock doors for Mitzi. We need Mitzi as yeah. the premier." So, yes, and you know, you know, it's important that we do that, right? We have an election coming up in 2022, and 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 you got to vote for the person you want to represent you. That's what Absolutely. you have to do. So, Absolutely. really, really important that everyone engages in that process. It's 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 part of um, our rights here in, in Canada, right? Absolutely. And so I just want to uh, thank you um, from the bottom of our hearts for always supporting uh, the community, not just the, the Muslim community, but the community in its whole. Uh, so we're about to change along with you. Our visions are aligned. Um, so anything you need from us to, to kind of help you and your campaign and, and your mission, uh, we're always uh, we're always here to support. And uh, I, I don't know if you got the invitation for next week, Saturday, but I do want you to come and speak. Um, if you, if you, if you can, uh, that'd be, I think, uh, empowering because we're bringing the Muslim sisters out and we're putting them on the front line. And as a, um, as a leader, a woman, uh, we need your voice, uh, especially face to face for those who haven't seen this podcast or are not going to see it. We'll see you in person and see how great of an individual you are and how much, uh, how much heart comes into your voice and, and, and we can see that. So, um, I, I really do appreciate you. Thank you. Well, I, you know, uh, Sufi Council will know that I come out to the walks all the time. Um, oh. And uh, I'm always happy to, to do that. And, and I will definitely try to be there, uh, inshallah, on Saturday. And, and anything, you know, to support our, our, our sisters, you know, like I, I, I just know, I know the, the concern. I've talked to them right now. And, uh, and anything I can do to, to just... Uh, you know, to walk with them, join arms, I, I will do that and, and, and support the community. So I really want to say thank you. Thank you, Mike Dapp. And uh, I wish you all the best in this Excelsior. forum. And I, I hope it just does well, you know, big it up. Look, big it up. Look, we want Mitzi as a premier. It's on the right screen. There. <laughs> there you go. Right there. <laughs> so Mitzi, people love you. It's right there. <laughs> And listen, we got to chill one day and maybe listen to some Sizzla or something like that. So I still remember my roots from back in the day. So um, uh, again, once again, thank you very much. We won't hold you. I know you got a busy schedule. Um, just, uh, just know that we're with you and uh, we appreciate you a lot. So thank you once again. Thank you. Jazakallah. That was uh, Mitzi Hunter. Amazing woman. So an amazing representative uh, for the community and stuff like that. So... Uh, Brother Mosin, I want to thank you for your uh, uh, hard work in getting the getting the MP and the MPP on. Uh, it's it's probably the first uh, non-news channel uh, that had somebody. So I do want to commend commend you for that. And uh, it's a hard work, uh, emailing and going back and forth. So much appreciated, uh, Brother Mosin. No, no, hundred uh, percent. This uh, podcast. Uh we were doing the podcast. We were going on uh, Muslim topics and all other different topics. But the incident happened right now, uh, so this topic was much needed. You and me and uh, sit here and talk and uh, talk to people whole day long. But we want somebody 
who is representing us as a member of parliament. Uh, so we wanted to hear from their own uh, thoughts that what they're doing to stop uprising of hate crime, racism, sure. and all that. So uh, viewers, uh, that was an uh, amazing um, uh, episode, I think. And uh, if you have not watched, please go uh, to uh, Mike the Up and watch this episode. And as Member of Parliament has mentioned in the, this podcast that uh, nobody should fear uh, wearing your own identity. If you are, want to wear a hijab and you want to walk on the road, please feel free. Walk on the road. This is a multicultural country. It's a free country. And um, anything is happening to you, do not hesitate. Uh, Member of Parliament, our organizations, uh, police force, everybody is with you. And there should be no fear. Zakhullah care. Thanks for watching. Thank you very much, uh, Brother Mohsen. So uh, we do want to mention um, the sponsor for the, the month without uh, ending it. So Naseeb Transportation, uh, Brother Shakir and Samir Patel, uh, they're, they've been uh, donating generously to the Mecca Islamic Center. So thank you very much uh, for, for doing that uh, as well. So reach out. So anyone who's in the trucking industry, importing, exporting, moving of freight, this and that, that's the number to call Naseeb Transportation. Office number is there, 905-901-2223, or you can call them directly on the cell phone, 647-993-6786. Info at naseebtransportation.ca. Amazing brothers doing a lot of good work um, getting us freight and deliveries and supply chain all throughout uh, Canada and the U.S. So reach out to Naseeb Transportation um, at any time. Next week, Saturday. Uh, so for all the viewers, Sufi Council Toronto presents Walk for Freedom in light of the genocide in Palestine and acts of terror in London, Ontario. We're joining the both together. Islamophobia is in the uprise, just like this uh, podcast was about. Hate crime is on a, on a rise and it stems to what is happening in Palestine. Uh, so Walk for Freedom, Saturday, June 26th. Next week, Saturday, June 26th. Again, Saturday, June 26th. Next week, 2.30 p.m. in Scarborough, Centennial Recreation Center in the parking lot, 1967 Ellesmere Road. Uh, we're going to start sharp at 2.30 p.m. We're going to have MPs, uh, MPPs, uh, councillors, etc. come out. Uh, we do have our Toronto District School Board trustee, uh, Brother Zakir, who's going to be coming out. We have activists, human rights activists that are going to be coming out as well, sharing, sharing some information and some facts about what is happening in Palestine, what has happened in London, and tying them together and eliminating and mitigating this Islamophobia that's plaguing our communities. For more information, you can reach us at, uh, at Sufi Council TO on all of the social media platforms. Uh, once again, from uh, Mike Up and the, and the team here, we want to thank you for uh, watching. And we want to thank you for uh, continuing to support. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Miked Up 416 or YouTube uh, Miked Up 416. Facebook Miked Up 416. Like, subscribe, share, follow. Uh, and then there's more to come next week because of the podcast, uh, because of the rally, there won't be a podcast and we'll continue on the, the following weekend. Uh, until we meet again, continue to share, follow, and subscribe. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.